Hey, uh, do you know who I am? Does anybody know who I am? Huh? Nobody knows who I am. Huh? Nobody here. I've been here seven years. That's the one place I figured I'd go and I'd figure out who I am. I'm a son of God. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a question a lot of us ask a lot of times. Who, who, who am I really? I mean, we talk to ourselves a lot. I go, who am I? I know, I know uh, way back when I first started doing television for the PBR, I've been doing television. I've shared this story, but it's been a few years. Some of you haven't heard it. But I've been doing television for a couple of months for the PBR. And I was hosting the show, and we were in Albuquerque. And I was hosting the show with Ty Murray. And Albuquerque is 90% Navajo Indians that come to that event every year. They love bull riding. And they love sticking around. I mean, the autograph line would be for hours afterwards because they love autographs. And I've been doing television for a couple months. And after the show, I got done. And this Indian was over there on the rail. And he's waving this souvenir program at me. And finally, he gets my attention. And I'm walking over. No, I was strutting over to the wall because I'm going to sign this guy's autograph, you know. I've been on television for a couple months, and I finally I'm going to get to sign me an autograph because somebody knows who I am. And so I walk over there. I walk over here to the wall. That Indian hands me that program. He even had a Sharpie. Hands me that Sharpie, and they said, Hey, would you go over there and get the Tom Murray to sign my program? <laughs> he didn't know who I was. He didn't care. I never did get to sign an autograph. Who am I? You know, every now and then, I was talking to a guy that I know you guys uh, know, Jake Hooker. Uh, he and I have been talking. He's a great musician. I talked about him a little bit last week, and one of the things he says is, you know what? He says, and he's a real modest, humble guy, and he's, he just loves the Lord. Last couple years, I mean, he is just all in for the Lord. And uh, he says, you know, I get real frustrated when somebody doesn't know who I am. And I'm like, well, that's weird coming from him. He said, especially Father Time. Sometimes just doesn't slow down when he knows I've got to do something. I've got my plan. How many of you know what that's like? Yeah. How many of you know it's Monday? How many of you know that it's good to be alive on a Monday, all right? All right, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm alive. That's who I am, number one, I am alive. All right, turn, turn to your neighbor and grab him by the shoulders and say, I'm forgiven and there's nothing you can do about it. That's who I am. That's who I really am. And I might be in trouble if I sneak up and scare her like that anymore. I'm, that's who I am. I'm forgiven. Last week, last week we talked about, real quick, we talked about what sharing what God has done. We talked about the word of our testimony because we can overcome the accuser or the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And we talked about how when we share with other people how good God is and what He's done in our life, that fires our spirit man that lives on the inside of us that fires him up as good as anything we can do when we're sharing 
what God has done for us. That's who we are. And I got a little video. I might have a little video. Do we have a little video? I want, I want to show you a cowboy that some of you guys know if, we, if we've got it. Up on the screen, I, I announced the timed event championship of the world at the Lazy E every year. And that's where they take 20 guys and you've got a head and heel and rope a calf, bulldog a steer, and trip a steer. And it's five rounds and they call it the Iron Man because, I mean, it's just all day and half the night and you've got to work all these events. And do uh, you have it? This is, this is something that, this has been a mountain in my life for, for so many years. And, and the God I serve says he can move mountains. And if you surrender your life to him, he will show up. And then when, I, when I come here, he just, he put it in my heart that this was my year. And it's been an emotional weekend. And all day, I just asked for him just to cover me in this day. And I threw some loops that shouldn't have went on this week. And I, I, I did some things I didn't think should have worked. And I felt my Savior say, I got you covered. We're going to move these mountains together. So if you ever have any mountains in your life, just know that there's a God who loves you, and there's a God in heaven that will move those mountains for you if you'll surrender your life to him. Man. Might be the greatest uh, rodeo acceptance speech I've ever heard in my life. I'm proud of him. How cool was that? Huh? How cool was that? That made television. How cool was that? Do you know what that did to Jess Tierney to, to, to verbalize how good God is in front of a crowd like that? Oh, man, he's still fired up about that. How good is it to know that there's a cowboy that can win a championship like that and be bold for the Lord? That fires, up, fires us up like that, doesn't it? It's what we were talking about. The blood of the Lamb not only gave us forgiveness, but gave us our righteousness. And the word of that testimony about how good it is to be forgiven because that's who I am can change lives, can change the world. Matthew 17, 20 says, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, for nothing is impossible for you. One of the greatest revelations that I, that I got, and some of you haven't heard this yet, one of the greatest sheer revelations from God was when he, he showed me what that verse meant because there's a lot of people who have tried to explain to me, yes, if you just have enough faith and believe, you can move any mountain. Any mountain? Just problems or mountain? No, you can move a mountain, whatever it is. Okay, well, I think I believe that. But when God showed me this, what that verse means is that we can say to this mountain, you're moving from here to there. He meant this. We're moving this mountain from our soulish, emotional man that's full of fear and doubt into the spirit man who's full of faith and confidence in who I am. I can move any mountain, any mountain, and so can you. So can you, so can you, and so can you, and so can you, because who you are is a son of God. Hey, let me show you this real quick. Let me show you this, because words are the most powerful thing in the universe. Turn to Colossians 2. Turn to Colossians 2. While you're doing that, I'm going to read Ephesians 4.29. We don't need to waste our time with any unwholesome talk. We don't let 
any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, or we shouldn't, but only what is helpful for building others up. Colossians 2, 9 says, because some of you are doubting me right now, when I said anybody can move any mountain from our soulish, fearful, fleshly man into the Spirit of God who is alive in me, you can do it. Because in Colossians 2, 9 it says, for in Christ... Because that's who I am. I'm in Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form in me. That's who I am. Verse 10 says, and you have been given fullness in Christ. That's who I am. I have the fullness of Christ on the inside of me. We've been talking about grace here for the last two years and how we, the, the, the one thing that holds most people back is condemnation because they don't understand that they've been given the righteousness in Christ because of the resurrection 2,000 years ago. We've already been forgiven. We spend more time, as, a, as, as Christianity, we spend more time confessing our sins that have already been forgiven than we do confessing who we are let me read some more about who i am let me read some more about who you are we've been given the fullness in christ who is the head over every power and authority jump down to verse 13 it says when you were dead in your sins and you believed that you wasn't good enough because we've been we've been told we're just an old sinner saved by grace when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, not understanding who you really are, God made you alive in Christ. Who am I? I am alive in Christ. I'm not just getting by. I'm not just going from paycheck to paycheck, trying to get from weekend to weekend so I can build up enough time and money to retire and die one of these days. I am alive in Christ Right now. And so are you if we can renew your mind. And then you can move any mountain from that soulish fearful person on the inside of you to the Spirit of God who lives on the inside of you, which is the fullness of Christ. Verse, uh, continue with verse 13. He forgave us how much, how many of our sins? All. Man, I've got that all circled right there. He forgave me of all. Did you notice it's not he forgives if you confess all of your sins all of the time? No, that is past tense. He said he forgave all of our sins. I read something today that said if you will just discipline yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal all of your sins... That way you can ask forgiveness for all the things that you have done. And I got to scratching my head, and I'm like, well, then I can't preach tonight, and I probably won't go to bed either. I'll be up all night confessing my sins. Because every thought we have is usually pretty selfish. And it's not the bad stuff, necessarily. But it's what do I want? What can I achieve? What am I after right now? And we have about one of those thoughts every second. 
Is it humanly possible to confess all of our sins? No, and we don't have to, thank goodness, because my Bible says he forgave all. He forgave all our sins. Having canceled the written code. What's the written code? That's a certificate of debt. What's a certificate of debt? For the wages of sin is death. That's the certificate of debt. That was the written code, and he canceled that. He canceled that when he took all of our sins to the cross for us. So he canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took away, he took it all away, nailing it to the cross. And then jump over to verse, um, I'll tell you what, let's read verse 6. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Man, there's a lot of opportunities to be negative in, in, in my life. And I'm trying to refuse them all the time. That's a major, I'm going to refuse them because I'm going to flow with the spirit of thankfulness. We always have something to be thankful for. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, religion, which depends on human tradition, religion, and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. Man, that is good stuff right there. Ephesians 5.1 tells us who we really are. Literally, that verse says to be imitators of God as, children's, as children imitate their parents. Imitators of God. Whoa. I'm, what, are you, what, are you, what are you talking about? That's who your father wants you to be. He wants you to be an imitator of Christ. He wants you to believe who you really are. He wants you to be able to see through your spirit, man, that we do have things to be thankful for. Last week, we had Judy Mustaine share with us her daily confession that she, that she does with our kids because we don't confess who we are because we're so busy through, what they call it, human tradition and basic principles of this world, deceptive philosophy because we've been deceived and believing that we're not worthy, we're not good enough to go speak over and take authority over situations in our lives and other people's lives. But we can. This is the confession that, that she had that she shared with us last week. Great things happen to me and my family every day. That's who I am. That's what I'm going to confess. I'm going to confess that great things happen to me and my family every day. And some of you are going, Well, I can't say that about me. Well, you ain't looking hard enough because God's everywhere. She said, great, amazing, wonderful, powerful, unbelievably great things happen to me and my family each and every day. That's who I am. That's who I really am realizing who I am. Great things are happening. Psalms 126.3 says, for the Lord has done great things for me and I am filled with joy. That's who I am. You say, man, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, 
you don't know what's happened to me. Well, I know whatever's happened to you, that my God is bigger than that problem. I know it. I know it. Whatever you're going through, God's bigger. All we got to do is retrain your thinking and get you to realize who you really are. I am forgiven. I am good enough because he made me that way. Not from the beginning. Not way back, but when he died and rose again, he made me that way. That's who I am. We need to be reminded who we are because our, our uh, soulish, emotional guy there in the middle will tell us, you can't believe that, what Justin's talking about. You really can't believe you are good enough. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. Yeah, you are good enough. God loves you just the way you are. There's a song by Casting Crowns, a contemporary group, that's called, Who Am I? Man, I wish I could sing. I'd like to sing this. That the Lord of all the earth would know my name and feel my hurt. The God who would choose to light my way. Because of what you've done. It, it's, it's because of what you've done. Not what I've done but because of who you are. Who am I that the eyes that see my sin would look at me with love? You told me who I am. I am yours. That's who I am. I'm my daddy's favorite. You know, remember I mentioned that at the beginning when I, I told you that Jake Hooker said sometimes Father Time don't know who I am, you know, when he said that tongue-in-cheek. I had a conversation with a, with a friend of mine here recently that uh, he's gone through some, some business things that he never saw coming, completely snuck up on him. He's gone through some family issues that never, I mean, Never saw that coming. Some bad stuff that everybody goes through. And then he got piled up at 63 years of age, riding a good broke horse that had been roped off of a bunch, and he pulled his rope off the saddle horn, and this horse just piled him up and broke five ribs and punctured a lung and broke his shoulder. And I went to see him. On Saturday, and he's just going, man. I just, I mean, how? I mean, why? Why? Why is? Why is this happening? And I said, you know what? I imagine Paul asked, well, sometimes, why? Why is this all happening at once? And I started. I said, well, let me. We talked about it for for a few hours, and I got done. I said, let me pray with you. And I started praying with him. And I said, thank you, Lord, that what is going on now is not going to last forever. And thank you, Lord, that you're going you're gonna to give him strength to get through this situation. And thank you, Lord, that there is 
going to be a resurrection on the other side. And thank you, Lord, that he's going to be better equipped to help people that are going through this situation. And thank you, Lord, that people are going to see you in him as he heals in every process of his life. And I got done praying, and I said, you know, I said, I know things, Father Time didn't put things and orchestrate things together like you had it all planned out, like sometimes we do. We, we got, okay, I'm going to do this when I'm 40, and by the time I'm 50, I'm going to do this, and by the time I'm 60, I'm going to be bumping retirement. That don't happen very often, I'm just going to tell you. That just don't happen very often like that. And I said, you're just like, you are just like the children of Israel when they left cap- captivity and they headed to the promised land. And they ended up wandering in the desert. Now, I don't believe that God put this on him to make him wander around the desert because he did wrong, because he's forgiven. We live under a new covenant. But I do believe that life happens and we get bucked off. And families don't function the way they're supposed to function. And sometimes business partners don't come together and work just right. And employees or income and outcome don't just perfectly balance. But I'm here to tell you that it will happen. That promised land is just across the river. You might not get there when you think you're going to get there. But if you believe in who you are, you will get there. You'll get there. It's called faith. It's believing in what you can't see because God's word says, I'll take care of you. It's believing that he really will when you can't see him show up. And then you'll look back when it all comes together and go, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. God was all over everything the whole time. And then, and then, and then, you'll get to share your testimony because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony can take down any accuser that tells you you're not good enough or that you can't. Isn't that good news? Thanks for letting me share the gospel with you. It's good news. It's good news. Now, we need to go out and do our part and tell people, They're worthy, they're good enough, they're forgiven, they're his son, and let them know who they are. Come to the Bible study tomorrow night. We'll dig in a little deeper. Come next week, Peter Whitebird will be here. Johnny Rowlett will be here the the week after that. We've got some great people coming here that can bless your socks off with your boots on. Do you have anything else? Let's pray. Lord, we love you, we thank you, we trust you. Lord, thank you that you're revealing to us who we really are. Lord, I'm so thankful that we have the fullness of Christ living on the inside of us. Thank you that we're alive. Lord, I thank you that we can move these mountains from our soulish emotions and we can move it to our spirit man, which is Christ in us. Lord, we have... uh, forgotten who we are from time to time but tonight we're making a decision to confess with our mouth who we really are your beloved so we love you lord 
Thank you for bringing us together. And, Lord, I thank you that this week we're going to go out and we're going to make a difference because of the word of our testimony and who we really are. In Jesus' name, amen.